spoiler alert. This is the only fucking podcast about The Sopranos. So what, no fucking ZD now? Tonight, on a very special episode of No Fucking ZD, we're going to talk about Johnny Sack moving to New Jersey, Ralphie earning his ass off, and the event that will bring Melfi closer to Tony than ever before. It's an all-new episode of No Fucking ZD. Okay, so th- that now that concludes the fun part of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're about to get some, some serious stuff today. Uh... Let's you first. Okay. Uh, uh, all right. Well, I'll just start by safely welcoming everyone to the Sopranos podcast. No fucking ZD. Right. Right. This is still that podcast. Yeah. Um. And uh. You know. We're we're gonna keep it light. We're gonna try to keep it light. Right. <laughs> In the next episode. Yeah. Next week we'll go back to joking. Uh. This week we have to talk about something huge, and that is. Janice Soprano in the hospital. Yeah, there's no Santa Claus. There's no Santa Claus. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. What happens in this episode? Janice goes to the hospital. Johnny Sack moves to New Jersey, and I think that's it, right? Yeah, yeah that's all that happens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they make a, a Ginny Sack joke. Oh, true. A bunch of them, actually. A bunch of Ginny yeah. Sack jokes. Yeah, and that's it. It's a weird 12-minute um, episode of The Sopranos. I don't know why. Um, just 12 minutes of content, 48 <laughs> minutes of credits, which is strange. Yep, nothing happened. Yeah, so, well... Nothing to do this week. Well, the, yeah, absolutely. I, <laughs> I think that, um, how does Johnny Sack not know how to use a rainbird? You know? uh, yeah, I don't know. It's weird when people grow up in New York. And how is he not, how could he not recognize that that room is pretty great? I don't know what he's talking <laughs> about there. That's a huge room. Mediocre, and... if you ask me. <laughs> that's some Jersey bullshit, the great room. Yeah, like, I know. That's, that's like a term that like realtors invented or something like that. Uh, yeah, I'd never heard of it until, uh, this season of the show. Yeah, but that's, yeah that's, basically that's, me too. Yeah. They don't I, want you to have a great room. No, we certainly don't have any great rooms, that's for sure. Yeah. No, I've, I've, I'm fresh out. <laughs> um, well, I guess, you know, uh, in all seriousness, this is a, <laughs> quite the uh, brutal, dark episode. Yeah, we, uh, we're going to have a hard time talking about this and being funny. Yeah. Because we don't want to be insensitive. Right. I mean, we we kind of like being insensitive, but not about this. Like, Yeah. I mean, we have a hard time being funny in general, I think. Uh, yeah. This episode is, is going to be a little, a little harder, <laughs> I think. Um, yeah. So, uh, so Melfi gets raped. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. It's, it's... No other way to put it. It's awful to yeah. watch. I mean, I this episode... Is it? It just absolutely jumps out. It changes. Yeah. It changes so many relationships and our view of so many relationships within the show. Yeah. Um. I hate watching it. Yeah. It's it's totally upsetting. Um. Uh. It makes me. Uh. Yeah. It kind of makes my skin crawl. Yeah. Um. In fact, I I can't order a chicken avocado wrap either without <laughs> thinking about this episode or listen to baby one more time Baby one more time every time reminds me yeah. that and like stairs yeah you know, like yeah and parking garages and watching television in general and being on the phone and yeah uh yeah having loved ones around yeah, you boy this this episode really tainted a whole lot of stuff yeah yeah life just wasn't the same after i mean i i, I didn't see this episode when it happened mm. in real time mm-hmm uh, the year two thousand. The year, oh yeah, <laughs> the distant past. The distant past, and also future, story. maybe. I don't yeah. Know. So so they were going to do a Y two K episode. Yeah, yeah. But then that didn't happen. Yeah. Um. They had to really scramble to rewrite most of season three <laughs> after Y two K didn't end up happening, and we all survived. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, so what was like the general reaction that people had? Well, I mean, I remember um just this. I mean, people always 
protested the show, quote unquote, like specifically for a lot of the stuff Richard's talking about at the beginning, just like the, uh, you know, questionable portrait of Italian Americans. Um, I have my own thoughts about that. But. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, I do remember after this one, as well as the Tracy episode in a couple weeks, yeah. uh, it was just, you know, you had a lot of people just like really upset at, at the violence depicted on the show and that there was, it was just too much and that they had gone too overboard and that maybe it was too gratuitous. And, uh, and I mean, this season so far is, um, even before the rape, like, it's a little violent. It's not too, too crazy, it, but it is I, but in my head. It is one of the more violent seasons, um, at least toward women, definitely toward women in this episode. Yep. And then in university, but then like, I think about the Bacala thing next episode and, and, right, and right. Just, yeah. Um, so it was like starting to gain more. Oh my of a God. Protest. Yeah. Bacala's dad. I almost forgot. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. That's, that's happening. Um, we're really not, you know, we're really not going to get a, 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 a breath in above water before that no. one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, yeah, so people were <laughs> upset is probably an understatement. I think that it's a, it's an unembellished depiction yeah. of this type of a crime. Yes. It's very, I mean, I, I'm no expert in all this stuff, but it's mm. certainly, I mean, it, it's, it's hard to make it glamorous, but it's not like mm -hmm. overly stylized or anything like that. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of, there, there aren't a lot of, uh, bells and whistles here um it's it's well thought out i think yeah um yeah definitely and, and it also like goes on i mean it's only about a minute long i think uh -huh. but, like that's just feels like 10 times longer than you know i don't know any other scene like oh, that totally I, I i think you were so used to like tv just kind of cutting away or or somehow whitewashing it in some way i i don't know you know but the, well it's, and, and it's interesting because they do that uh, with Adriana in season five, mm -hmm. long-term parking. Yeah, I guess so. But um, this, I, I, I think that from a from a creative standpoint, I think it was important to show this. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, with with Adriana and and even any other deaths on the show where someone maybe like crawls away or runs away or runs off camera, and then we don't see it. You know, like um, I don't I don't know. There is. It's hard to say where the line is, but there is a line between like gratuitous and necessary right i don't know i'm not sure where it is but i know that i don't feel like this crossed over into gratuitous at any point no because and if they're gonna do it then they ought to depict it as being something that total is totally awful yeah which it is just, you know yeah just completely brutal and, and i feel just, like that's what they were going for i mean they had to have been yeah yeah and it was a show i mean you know hbo did like i'm not gonna say the violence like helped make the show but like hbo did help them in some ways because like you were so used to tv just cutting away or not showing it or showing just like the shadows on the wall or, or something else right, happening. Right, exactly. Like, in a way, that makes it, like, it's hard to explain, but in a way, I feel like doing it that way almost does make it more gratuitous, you know? Like, when it's not, like, when you don't really see well, how it, bad it is. Yeah, it makes and, it this thing where it's it's not acknowledging the reality, the reality yeah. of it. And the fact is that, like, I mean, here we are in 2016, and, like, there are all these conversations happening about sexual assault, like on campuses mm -hmm. and things like that. And it's like, it's definitely part of like our current, uh, plate of events and issues that we're yeah. kind of dealing with as a society and, and like, you know, and, and crimes against women are all, or, you know, a huge problem all over the world. Mm -hmm. And I think that like this particular 
crime. I mean, there are a lot of crimes in Sopranos. You yes. Know? Uh, not the least of which is AJ's T-shirt collection. <laughs> uh, but but uh, hey, we got a joke. Nice. <laughs> All right. Um, but uh, let's just make fun of AJ. Yeah. And so then easy. we won't offend anybody. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> we also have um, Jackie Jr., which is gonna. We'll have plenty of comedy oh, there. Thank the Lord. Okay. Good. I said a hail mary. Um, <laughs> but uh, basically, like you know, uh, there are a lot of crimes that are depicted in the show. Yeah. And this is, but this is one that I think is uh, impossible to sort of mythologize. Yeah. And I think that they needed to go like completely in the opposite direction. They needed right. to make it kind of like, you know, it's very like unstylized. It's, there's not like, there's not some craziness. This isn't like Scorsese violence where it's like over the top, but fun, you mm -hmm, know, like mm -hmm. this is really, ugh, it's not, it's like no good. Right. <laughs> there's also like not really any blood or anything like that. There's no gun or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do want to point out though that Melfi, her like self defense tactics are like right on. Yeah. I know. She's like, when I first saw this, I was like, Oh shit, she's totally like taking one of those like classes, you know, like oh, she like, like stepping on the she like she steps and... on his instep and then she just immediately immediately she's like help like she yeah, knows right. like how to it's it's and it's really sad that there was no one there to help her, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's but, like typical Melfi, it's almost like clinical in a way, you know, yeah, it's like yeah. right by the book and yeah. Yeah, it's like and and she she doesn't seem rattled by it like in the moment until she realizes what he's What's going, going to do. What's going on? Right, right. Um yeah. but it's it's certainly it's super frightening, but like she in many ways is she's the I mean, I, I think that it's a really interesting decision to make this happen to her. Right. You know, because there are so many like she's the only real choice. If you think of how this played out and like what it did within the series, especially in this episode mm -hmm. and like the questions that it it forces her to ask. Mm -hmm. But like mm -hmm. think of if this happened to Meadow or Carmela or like anyone else. Right. The answer would have been so fast and simple. Yeah. What would have happened? Yeah. It would have almost been boring, you know? I mean, the, I mean the aftermath would no, have been boring. No, I know. Boring. Well, I mean, it kind of like when you, when, so, I mean, they do sort of make the comparison to Janice ever so slightly. You know, she's the other woman who has some violence, you know, put upon her in this episode oh. and winds up in the hospital. But when Tony well, shows up. Well, she's also dealt with that in the past. Right. She has. Yeah. But it's just funny because when Tony shows up, he's not just like, who did this to you? Like, I'm going to get them back. He's like, God damn it, Janice. Now I have to get payback. Like, you know how this works. Like, yeah, yeah, know? exactly. So it is like kind of, how's it going to look? Yeah. It is like kind of boring in a way. Like, yeah, it's more interesting to do what they did with it. Um, well, I mean, think about, think about Coco in, uh, mm -hmm. in season six, right. you know, when he makes those comments to, to Meadow when, yep. when they're out and about, um, <laughs> you know, Tony goes ballistic. Yeah, I like know. really quickly too. Oh he yeah, like basically walks to New York <laughs> and like and is like the I'm four gonna, hour I'm, walk. I'm gonna get you. <laughs> yeah, he's like ah, and but like and that's what would have happened here if it was anyone else. But I think that it's it's very interesting because like you know I think it also plays into the whole concept that um, the worst shit in this show happens to the the most innocent people a it lot does, of the time. Yeah. You know the the Joe Jerkoffs. The you know it's it's always Artie Bucco or right. or uh, or Melfi or someone like that. Right. You know? Or uh, who's that guy? Like the guy that Melfi was dating, who like who asked yep. her to prescribe him some yes, Xanax. Yes, or I whatever. forget the guy's name now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like the gardener, <laughs> or Sal. The uh, poor guy, Sal Vitro. Yeah, Sal Vitro. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's the thing. It's like the worst shit happens to these poor people, and. They're not part of the game. No. You know what I mean? This no. is just bad shit that happens anyway. Right. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's because, you know, like, 
you know, th- this guy, uh, Jesus Rossi, gets off because the cops have, like, very specific rules as part of their work, mm-hmm. you know. Um, this whole, the, they somehow mess up the chain of custody. Like, I, I don't know the exact ins and outs, but I know that, like, basically, mm-hmm. like, if you're holding the evidence and hand it to me, like, there's very specific paperwork you have to fill out to say that, like, where it's been all right, along. Right, right, right. Otherwise, right. a lawyer can just be like, well, where was the evidence between, like, three and four that day? Like, so that's oh. what happened in the OJ case. The, yeah. Those dudes took the fucking, the gloves home or something like oh, that. God. God damn it. <laughs> um, but, you know, so, like, they have very specific rules and very specific work that, like, yeah. frankly, the mob guys... Uh, I mean, they, they obviously don't have to listen to the rules, but they also don't want to do like any like real work. So that's why, like, that's why they can kind of exist outside of you know civilization, as as uh, Elliot tries to bring up when after he's the corniest. Dude I know, the- but but he's like, but you know, he says he's like Jennifer, civilization. Like you can't like when she's toying with the idea of telling Tony after she's had the dream. She's fantasizing. Yeah, exactly. But but Tony lives like outside of that, and he does. And and the other thing is that like. You know, you think about the the technicality that 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 Jesus Rossi gets off on. Yeah. It's the type of technicality that the mob guys pray for and that they exploit all, oh, all the, the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, you know, it's it's just uh, you know, when it's bailed, DA yeah. tossed it. You know what I mean? Like Benny says in the last episode. Right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. just like one of those things where, you know, again, it's like that's not. Tony's not like Jesus Rossi. No, yeah. He's yeah. a cool guy. Yeah. Tony's well, a cool guy. I mean, Jesus Rossi is, you know, he's going to hell for sure. Right. You know, right. I mean, it's, but it's like true. Like, you can't watch this episode and not just be dying for Melfi to tell Tony and like, yeah, dying to, to see that scene. You know, like, well, I would have loved to have seen Tony curb stomping this dude, you know, and like, <laughs> yeah. and, and knocking all his teeth out, wearing like his that. rap nation hat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just like they do such a good job. Like, you really and truly do want to see that happen. Well, and you're thinking, like, is this going to change the show like fucking forever? Right. Like, is, is, is she going to, um, is uh Melfi gonna go to the dark side? Right. And like, cause that would that would change the course of everything. It would taint everything. It would change yeah. her position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um let's talk you wanna talk about her dream a little bit? Her dream of doing what exactly? <laughs> <laughs> I like that dream. I love the sounds in that dream. Yeah, I think it's, cool. it's really cool. But like I have some thoughts. I think that she misanalyzes her own dream. Possible. Uh because she's paying with macaroni. Mm-hmm. Um, what is she? She calls it something else, or she? No, no, no. She's paid. Well, because like when she's talking to 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 Elliot about it, you know, she's saying she gets her hand stuck in the vending machine, and that she felt like it was her fault. Yeah. Um. That and and Elliot is like, oh yeah, that couple that like killed each other because they were like rocking a vending machine back and forth. But that, obviously, that's not what's uh, what her dream is about. Yeah, that's such a weird aside that she's, he makes. That. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's like, uh, okay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, she's paying with macaroni. And, and, and I was thinking, you know, like she's, there's something, there's some guilt in her dream mm. where she feels like she's put herself in this dangerous position um, in harm's way. Yeah. Because she's paying with macaroni. Obviously, that's like, that's like, that's Tony S. Blood money, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's... then she gets her hands stuck in the vending machine because, like, is she? Does she feel guilty that she's taking his money? Does she feel like she's? I think getting her hands stuck in the vending machine is like putting herself in harm's way, sort of. Right. Uh, not in in such a literal sense, but just because she continues to, to work with someone to, like that. to work with him and take his money and kind of expose herself to that other side. Right. 
you know? Yeah, no, I know. I was you're saying, yeah, just by having him around, is she like attracting stuff like well, dangerous stuff to happen, or just like I putting that in her world? Yeah, like, putting it in her world. Right. I don't, I don't mean that. There's like it's not a one to one. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. I'm trying to say here, but like I think that like. I think they sort of gloss over that part of the dream a little bit. And I do maybe, feel yeah. like Tony is there at the beginning. Maybe, yeah. I mean, maybe it's kind of like, because she's mentioned in the past how, well, actually, after the guy gets beat up by the cops, she's talking to Tony and she's just saying, like, I spend so much time in this office, I forget what the world is like. I'm, I'm so kind of sheltered. So maybe mm -hmm. there is some kind of, like, thinking that just by inviting tony in that's kind of like lifted the veil into how the world is in some way or maybe i mean actually come to think of it she was kind of arguing with richard her yeah her ex and now husband yeah i guess her, um yeah. about about italian american heritage and all this shit right maybe the macaroni has something to do with with richard Maybe. I yeah. guess she was on the phone with Richard. She says that, too. Like, if I hadn't been on the phone with you, maybe this wouldn't have happened. Arguing about Tony, which I think is also equally kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, you know. Totally. Yeah. But um. But maybe the macaroni had something to do with Richard. There's some th something Italian going on in there. Yeah, yeah. You know, but, like, I think that maybe, maybe the macaroni had something to do with that, and that's what brought her to some sort of moment. There's some sort of blame or guilt in there. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I like the idea that... She could be wrong about the dream. Yeah. In a way, like, the dream does seem, like, almost too self-explanatory, but it, it's still That's kind the of, thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but it's and, still kind of fun to play with well, it. Well, and also, the I mean, so, like, obviously, Jesus Rossi in the dream is Jesus Rossi, the rapist. Right. Like, that's That doesn't really need much interpretation. Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the dog, like, sure, I understand. I, I feel like the, the junkyard dog, it's like... So I think that, you know, she kind of gives the Rottweiler this uh, history, this history thing, this, yeah. mi this mythological thing. You yeah. know what I mean? The tragic grandeur, as Richard puts it, which I love. Yeah. The guy's like <laughs> too fucking intelligent and boring. Yeah. Um, but he's like, but I think the Rottweiler, she gives it this Roman army backstory, which may or may not be true. Yeah. We'll have the NFC fact checkers on that. Yep. Um, but they have so much work to do. <laughs> They're way behind on everything. And we have to find people to do it. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> um, so, I mean, but I think that maybe the Rottweiler is something that, because like in reality, what's worse and more dangerous than a rapist? Very few things. Yeah. So you have to kind of, you like, so the Rottweiler might be the only thing that would like that, that, I think that she's in her dream. Uh, she's subconsciously comparing Tony to the Rottweiler because in many ways she sees Tony as just as bad as this dude or worse. Mm. And that's the only reason why he's someone who could offer her some vengeance. Right. Because he's actually like, you know, subterranean, like even below this rapist guy who's not yeah. like a career criminal or not like a, a full-time criminal. Yeah. Like Tony is, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Tony's certainly more experienced and well, this guy works at rap nation and he's a rapist. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, this is a guy who, who commits like crimes that have serious victims. You know, it's mm -hmm. not a victimless crime. Like some of the stuff Tony might say he does. Yeah. But it's like, does that make sense? Like, like the yeah. only way to like get this dude is to get someone worse than him, sort of. Yeah, and it's interesting because she's sort of acknowledging what everyone's been saying to her. Then you know what I mean? Like Richard and Elliot just kind of being like, no, this guy is like subhuman, He's super and fucking very dangerous. dangerous. Yeah. yeah, 
but you know, there it must feel very nice. Like even as an audience member, like you kind of feel like, well, this no, don't worry. Like Tony's there. Like he's gonna like, you know, there's there's an excitement in and uh, maybe not excitement, but but yeah, you sort of feel that safety and and that closeness to Tony a little bit. Like when he's like comforting her, you're like fucking tell him please. Like yeah, you know, he's right there. And you um, think it's gonna? I thought it was gonna happen. The I did first too. Time I, saw it. Well, I was I mean, like positive. Yeah, I mean, the week between this episode and next week, like when this happened, I I remember, you know, I mean, The Sopranos, I guess, teaches you how to watch TV a little differently because I I remember thinking like there is no way next week's episode doesn't start with this like immediately, and like I was just like, oh, this is gonna be like a multi-episode arc, and like it'll just be like, when's she gonna tell him? No. Oh, finally, she told him, and like, um, so yeah, it's uh. It's it's the right choice that she said no for sure, certainly. But, yeah. and, and I think it's really cool that we see her say no. Me too. Yeah. Because okay, there's some there there. I mean, just like Tony is an immovable object, she she is as well. You yeah. know what I mean? And, right. and I think it's it's one nice thing that they do for, you know, for the bourgeoisie, you know, like the 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 Joe Jerkoffs in the show. Yeah. It, where like. Melfi is strong and like you're meant to see that as like a really positive thing and you're mm -hmm. meant to admire her for doing that. Uh, it's not often that we get one of those moments where it's like, you know, it's like a like a pat on the head for doing the right thing. Yeah. It's so often portrayed as uncool in this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. I mean, you know, she um she's one of the very few who just like really makes that choice that Carmela didn't make years ago, you know, like ah, the, the nice good house comparison. Versus, the, versus knowing what Tony does, you know. Um and, you know, Melfi's version of a nice house here would just be like quick satisfaction, which, you know, is what people like Tony want to have. All you know, I mean that's what that's what the mafia guys strive for is just kind of right. quick some kind of quick satisfaction. And that's like a central question of the show is like, will you do what's right or will you, will you do what's just like easy and handed to you basically? Mm -hmm. And Melfi and like I don't even know who like Artie, I guess ultimately sort of does that, but like even he kind of wavers sometimes. Right. But Melfi's the only one who really just like sticks to that. And it would have been really strange if she didn't. It would have I feel like the whole show would have fallen apart if she hadn't said no there at the end. And if we hadn't seen her say no and Well, it would have certainly gone somewhere that like was totally it would have changed yeah. the dynamic completely. Well, yeah, because then like Melf then like episodes down the line like Melfi's on a stakeout with Tony like helping him catch like another mafia guy or some bullshit right or like you know? she, or like she doesn't you know down the line like she she wishes that she hadn't done it and like kind of wants to continue as if she didn't but right. like as we know once you get caught in that mafioso web right you know there's like no getting out of it yeah exactly you know what I mean like yep. even if you pay the money back they're gonna come to you for a favor at some point you know right, or right, some right. bullshit yep. you know or she's gonna get caught like writing HMO things like, <laughs> yeah, like, like uh, Mahaffey, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, one way or the other, they'll, they'll basically bust you out, I guess, you know, over time. Yeah. Um, just like emotionally, maybe, or probably yeah. financially first, Good but then Lord. emotionally after. No, it's totally true. I mean, yeah. and, and that's the thing is that like, it's, there, there's some, I mean, I, this is certainly something that's very interesting because it's it's like one of the first times this type of crime is depicted in television, mm -hmm. certainly this graphically. This way, right. Uh, and then there's a lot of stuff that to does involve women in this season, especially. And then yeah. L L Lorraine Caluso oh, yeah. uh, in the future. As we know, I, I can't wait for her to come along. Right. Um, and then uh, also just like 
I mean, but the thing is, like, we think about television since then. You know what I mean? Like, right. like, like we were talking about Boardwalk Empire. You right. know, where like dudes get scalped and shit. Yeah, right. And and people have compared Boardwalk Empire to basically said like it's kind of pulp sometimes. You know? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's sort right. of, it sort of is, but it's also like really just top notch violence. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if it had to come out like in the year two thousand one, people would, would be probably protesting that too. And yeah. Like, what the fuck? They is would have thought it was like a Robert Rodriguez movie or right. something. Right. Yeah. 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 It's it's totally insane. I mean, but like so, but this is like this is actually like meaningful violence. That's, yeah, I know. That's the thing, right? It's the, that's the big difference. Whenever I think about like people complaining about a show like The Sopranos, um, but then basically being okay with like Criminal Minds, where like seven people could get killed in like a fifteen second scene. Yeah, <laughs> and like, but they're all essentially nameless, anonymous, random people. They're just bodies right. on the floor. Yeah, and you know. We know Melfi so well, and so we we it's it yeah it it does mean so so much more. Yeah, and we know that actually yeah, and that's a good point. We she means a lot to us. She means a lot to Tony. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's upsetting. It's it's it's, extremely and it's a lot. It's also a lot different from like an SUV episode where (laughs) where where like you know a rape happened to some like random person who's an actress you think you recognize from something else yes yes. and like it's like you're supposed to care about that and like yeah okay that makes sense but like this is a character that has been there i mean in many ways this is like the 2000s version of like the aids episode of like beverly hills 90210 or like the gay episode in beverly hills 90210 where it's right it's like they they're broaching and 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 we're gonna go inside it and we're gonna do it with a character that people give a shit about right not some like new person you know what i mean yeah yeah it's not right it's it's and it's a very very dark version of the very special episode exactly that's that's all i'm trying to say Yeah, yeah 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 i agree um, um, it's like when Will's dad like comes to visit him in Be- in, in Bel Air, and then he like you know he leaves before his graduation or whatever. <laughs> this is like this, this super like borderline unwatchable version, version of, of that. that. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I mean it's uh it it is sort of like that. Yeah, and it kind of reminds me of Boca um, in some ways. You know, like with the, hmm. the, the pedophile teacher. You know, like this is this oh, is like a, almost the, like the a soccer coach. Yeah, it's like a dis- Which is that Boca? Is all, uh, or is that a hit as a hit? That might be a hit as a hit. I forget now. Ooh. It's season one, nine or ten. That's yeah, all. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but it, it reminds me of that, where like, uh, I mean, it's like sort of a, a distant cousin of that in a way, because mm-hmm. there we got to see Tony like make the choice, like, am I going to do that? Fortunately, or, we didn't see any statutory rape. Well, that's going on oh, in geez. that episode. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking about that. I don't yeah. really think you can. <laughs> you can't really depict that right very easily. in any way. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's like a distant cousin of that episode mm, where it's like, sure. you know, uh, and I think we even said it on that podcast, like a lot of other shows tried that where they're like, we have a bad guy, like, um, what's he going to do? And, and right. you know, is he going to do the right thing or is he just going to be the bad guy? And it's the Sopranos knew that it was a lot more of a gray area than that. Totally. And, and, and it's also a huge undertaking having like like in that episode, it, it, it cleaned up kind of tidily because, you know, the guy committing the crime they were able to sort of dispose of quickly. Right. As a character. I mean, not, not, you know, in the show. Right. And then also the victim of the crime was someone that we didn't really know. And so she kind of just like goes the way of the dodo bird as well, as far as yeah. the show is concerned. Yeah. And, but like, think about this, like if, what if it was Meadow, you know, or what if it was like even Artie's daughter who we, or Artie or Sill's daughters who we mm-hmm. see like twice. So briefly. Yeah. So briefly, but there are people who exist in that world who aren't going to go away. Like it's an it would have been such a different undertaking to have that crime happen to someone who is in the show 
for better or for worse, basically mm-hmm. because you know of Syl and and Artie or whatever. Right. You know, it's a huge decision to have this rape happen to Melfi because this is something they have to account for for the rest of the show. Right. 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 You know right. what I mean? Yep. Like if if Meadow had like this weird relationship with her soccer coach, like the show becomes kind of about that in some ways. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. like you can't write a scene with Meadow or 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 you know. You can't develop that character without taking that into account in a very serious Ever, way. Yeah. Anytime Tony and her are on the screen together after that, it yeah. like becomes part of the scene. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's yeah, agreed. And uh, and again, I mean, you know, like I said, like learning how to watch The Sopranos com- is part of this too because it, it is like... Uh, yeah, if you, if you don't like it, it's not The Sopranos. It's yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. No, but I mean, on, on the one hand, it, it like it is sort of frustrating that this isn't something that kind of comes up again um yeah but on the other hand real rapists get away with it all the time unlike on yeah. suv or uh <laughs> or i don't know csis uh, yeah csis um they, they they get caught by the end of the hour they that's, just do that's true and so uh so i think for that all those all those things kind of added up to make this such a shocking episode i think you know like even in retrospect it's shocking that like it's uh, if you were expecting it to come back again, it's it's almost equally shocking that it never did, but mm-hmm. it makes a lot of sense. It's just uh, they they did a really good job with it ultimately. I think so too, and yeah. I think that it it's it's uh, I, I just think it's interesting how they folded it into the character of Melfi. Yeah, and, but it also kind of it confronts her mm-hmm. with her her patient. You know, mm-hmm. so maybe it's time to take a break. But yeah. we'll we'll talk about the the background sort of noise leading up to this with. Uh, with Melfi and Richard and like mm-hmm. how she's making some decisions uh, as yeah. far as how to deal with deal Tony, with Tony yeah. and things like that. And um, we'll say a lot of other sentences mm-hmm. that um, could, if they were written down, they would have semicolons in the middle of them. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, run-ons. Things run-on sentences. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Things like that. Um, Great. All right. All right. Well, I, <laughs> we'll right all right. So we handled that. Okay. Okay. I think we did. All right. We'll be back to talk a little bit more about uh, moving to Jersey and meeting Ginny Sack and uh, and the rape and the the rape. <laughs> we'll be right back. No fucking ZD is brought to you by London. Welcome back um, oh. to our very special episode of uh, No Fucking CD. <laughs> Would you I mind waiting know. while I close the light? <laughs> um, Let's talk about Richard just to put all the stuff behind us <laughs> and we'll move on to some more. Uh, yes, Dr. Doctor LaPena with his pleated corduroys. Exactly, yeah. Yes. Um, so Richard has a lot to say about the whole uh, depiction of Italian-Americans. Well, he, he, he's Italian, so he has a lot to say about everything. He does, basically, I guess, Undershirts, right? yelling. Oh. <laughs> like, that's like, that's just, just like, the, if all, if there was one thing that sums up a depiction of Italian-Americans, yeah. I think that he fucking nailed it. So I would true. go with that. Yeah, probably. That's when I think Sopranos, that's all I think about. It's going to be my autobiography. <laughs> Undershirts, <laughs> yelling. yelling. <laughs> just with, with, with the semicolon in the middle. Lots of semicolons well, like in this episode. Episode, I, like I noticed. That. Very nice. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Dr. LaPena. So, Dr. LaPena, they're back together. Um, new development. Making a chicken. Yeah. We haven't seen him since season one, I think. Maybe we saw him in season two briefly. Who cares? Uh, but he's still he's still <laughs> harping on this, uh, this, this, her treating Tony Soprano. Right. And I, th- I think that, like, if, if Melfi's office is like the Greek chorus for Tony, mm. then, like, 
Dr. LePena is like the Greek chorus for all the upset Italian people who, yeah. who didn't like The Sopranos. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, I don't feel like the show responded too much to outside criticism. Sometimes it did. but Except this is like by a, having a total puss make the same yeah. criticisms on the show. This is a pretty, like, direct head-on, like, fuck you to anyone who's, who thought that they were depicting it improperly. Right. Because um, Melfi stands up for it. And, um, and also, yeah, I mean... I don't know. The same- Her argument is correct. I mean, because like I come from an Italian family. Right. We're, we're Northern Italians, uh, not the undershirts and yelling vibe so much. Right. More the farming and watching TV uh, type sure. vibe, you know, <laughs> jug o wine. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. But like, you know, so there's not like this kind of. I just always knew when I was a kid, like we weren't that kind of Ita- like the cool kind of Italians, like or, or yeah. <laughs> that we see on the Sopranos. Um, but basically, like you weren't doing Sunday dinners and that kind of stuff. Not and- really. I mean, like we, yeah, not really. We didn't really go to church. We didn't really use slang. My, I asked my mom to make brujol once. She had to look it up. <laughs> you know, like that's great. <laughs> but like, because like all of that cliche American stuff is Southern Italian, right? Okay, you know what I mean. Okay, okay. So like. You know, we have our quaint northern Italian ways, but mostly yeah. it's just like it's like being mainland. It's like mainland European, right. essentially, at that point, um, like way up in the crotch if the boot is I Sicily. You. Sure, you know yeah. I mean? <laughs> um, so I I didn't always like relate to that, but I, I, I kind of tend to agree with with Jen on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that, you know, there's I think that people can kind of see it. Actually, her son, who seems like a huge dork mm-hmm. uh makes a good jace. point about this jace <laughs> he makes a good point about it in general which is that, like you know those movies are like are like westerns it's like clint eastwood you know what yeah I, mean? I agree yeah and like you know irish people could get pissed about those movies mexican people could get pissed about those movies right indians could get pissed about those movies and probably do but among other <laughs> well, things yeah. but uh they might have a case <laughs> but, yeah but like as an italian i'm not like ugh, yeah fellas yeah i mean it's Right, that's the thing. Like, we're all doing coke and, like, driving around looking to see if there's a helicopter in the, right, in the rear yeah. view, you know? That's how, I mean, whenever we're driving to the podcast studio, that's <laughs> that's how we are. It's the end of the Goodfellas movie. Very, very Italian. Um, But, yeah, I mean, at this point, it is maybe just kind of American. Is that face, Is that safe to say? That it's yeah. just, really, that's just another American culture. Yeah. Because um, even, like, just having grown up in and around the Northeast, like, um, my sob story is that I was the only Irish kid in an Italian neighborhood, <laughs> but not, um, but, uh, I, but I did, I grew up like, I grew up around plenty of Italian, like East Coast Italian people. And I feel like, like I love the food and feel like I grew up eating it in a way too. Many of them are very intelligent. Yeah. Uh, some of my best friends are Italian. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, but you know, it is, yeah, it's maybe just a more of a general, uh, American folklore at this point well, the, slash and, culture and and it's not it's also right? not that glamorous you it, know that too yeah it's not the guys in suits like sl- walking in slow motion through casinos exactly it's like errands and bills and your wife and, and kind of just generally trying to lay low and mm-hmm. not draw too much attention to yourself yeah, you know? yeah like that's that's the thing that the good ones do and i think i think that's what's interesting about the show but i think it's more offensive it would be well Actually, it's not offensive. I mean, apparently, from from what we hear, many uh, actual people who are experienced in this line of work, mm-hmm. if the mafia were to exist, it's like they would know a lot about it, probably. Yeah, yeah. like perhaps, maybe uh, have like said to James Gandolfini that it was like kind of spot on, like, yeah, the way that they depicted stuff, right. And I would think that the first people to get more offended by a show like this would be. Gangsters, <laughs> not, <laughs> Maybe, not, right? not Italians. You know what I mean? Like, 
Because that's what happens in the show. Yeah. Is they're like watching the news and they're talking about this and they're like, oh, come on. Hey, right. you know, dead, we're drug dealers. We're not drug dealers. Right, you know? right, right. What? Like, so um, anyway, so Dr. LaPena like has a fucking axe to grind. He does. Yeah. Her patient. Yeah. And um, the, he's not he's not necessarily wrong specifically about treating a criminal. You know what I mean? Like, no, he's correct about that. He is, but yeah. he makes it about him by doing this, he this song and dance about like, like the po- It's like it's like Meadows' poverty of the mezzogiorno. It's like the same mm. shit, basically. Yeah, and Melfi like calls him out on it, saying that he's just too insecure. Or, like any Italian thing has something to do with him. Uh, like, yeah, exactly. Interesting. Yeah, I, I don't. He, I, I wonder about that. You know, like. There's that weird, awkward shot of his hands. You know the one I'm talking about, like where he's like talking about how he wants to he wants to go and like kill Jesus Rossi. Yeah, yeah, and it's just an awkward shot. It always like, struck me as a really awkward shot, and I could never. I was because I was, he's a dork. He's wearing pleated khakis. He's like, a dork, right. He's more offensive to me as an Italian than like Sopranos in general. Yeah, yeah. He's like. <laughs> I mean, I was gonna say that too. I mean, if anything, they don't let anyone off the hook, and they certainly yeah. don't let people like the quote unquote like intelligentsia and like the NPR listeners and the the Richards. Oh, and the Totally. probably get it worse than any of on anyone on the show oh yeah um but i just think like yeah his insecurity like i was just trying to put something together with that like is does he maybe just feel like a weak person in general and that's part of it because they so they show that shot of the hands after um he basically says like after the cops let the rapist go and he's mad that they did and he's saying that like if he could get his hands on him he would hurt him, you know? Mm-hmm. And so they show the shot of his hands and then a couple shots later, that's pretty much the end of the scene and it cuts to this incredible like hero shot of Tony from like really down below mm-hmm. chopping wood with the axe, you know? Yeah, that's the thing. And so I think there's he's like- He's big and strong. He's big and strong and like actually is getting his hands dirty and so I think like yeah. there, there's an interesting comparison there. Yeah, um, it's, it, I mean, it, it is glamorizing him a little bit in that sense, I would say, as yeah. someone who is uniquely in a position to- take care of business in this yeah. regard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like all of the good people, all, all the people who are quote unquote good in this situation drop the ball completely. Right. I mean, not that Dr. LaPena should have done anything. Yeah. You know? It would have been bad. It would have yeah. been bad. They put me away. That's how, that's how <laughs> messed up things are. Like oh, he's trying God. to sound like fucking Clark Gable or something. Right, it's right. like, uh, it's like, okay, stop talking. Right. It's like watching your dad, you know, like yeah. do something awkward. But yeah, like uh, he's he's really strange. Um, he is. Yeah. But he's so all about this patient. But I, I like. I think that also at the same time, you know, there's there's some excitement. I, maybe there's a little jealousy that she's treating Tony and that she yeah. gets to see this thing. I mean, do you think that doc, that do you think that Richard would have dismissed Tony right off the bat in his practice? I really don't know because I mean he could easily just be another Kuzumano, like come home just being like, yeah. well, fucking this and fucking that. Let's order some like gabagool. Right, you know? exactly. Like, I could easily see him being. You like don't think that. he's gonna be like, I've seen analyze this. Right. Anyway, yeah. I mean, I could. He, yeah, he's he's a giant pussy. And in this show, he's a giant pussy, but in real life, he's just a giant normal person. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Although they do, so they do those weird things though. Like we find out he's ten years older than Melfi, and that he's kind of controlling in a way. Yeah. And. uh like I don't know it's this weird thing where it's kind of like you would almost rather someone like Tony tell it like it is than have Richard treat you condescendingly and and, and just yeah because he does kind of patronize her a little bit he does. about about 
about Tony, you know, her patient. And, mm-hmm. and in, in a way, it turns it into one of those things where she's not going to do what he wants her to do, even mm-hmm. if even if she independently thinks that that's the correct answer. Right. Because yeah. she's like fighting with him about it and yeah. she doesn't want him to be right. Also, when she's on the couch, like he's like feeding her the pills and like giving her the water and like mm-hmm. handing everything to her. And he's like, I'll call, I'll call. Like he won't let her use the phone. And uh, that's true. You know. Like if this if this episode and this season was about how women are treated, like there's that element of it too. There is that element of it, but he also don't forget he's also in arrears in terms of feeling like he's mm-hmm. protective of his wife. Yeah, I guess you know. So. so like she just got raped. Like of course he wants to kind of be like, let me figure this out. Like, right. You relax. Yeah. He yeah. feels yeah. a little bit useless at the moment because yeah. the cops are taking care of stuff. He's taking care of his wife. And he probably does feel a little bit of like strange guilt about being on the phone or some shit. Maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or that he couldn't have done more. Yeah. So like I kind of understand where he's coming from in terms of that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, it's also not... women should never use the phone. Right. It's too dangerous. It's too <laughs> especially after dark. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. But I mean, overall, so this episode, like, this is gonna kind of sound callous, but I don't mean it to. But you know, this episode had to kind of address this narrative problem in a way of right. kind of like well you know like how much how long can you treat this patient why are you keeping him in your life uh because yeah, they were sort of flatlining this season they sort of were i mean she's like going through the motions with him yeah i mean essentially in season two when she just admits that like she's afraid of him and really can't treat him for that reason like really that's kind of almost the end of the story in a way it like, is where do you go from there it's the end of his therapy story but exactly. not not the end of their exchange and what she learns about him and yeah true what we learn about him right f- through through the therapy and things like that yeah um, um and that's, you know, that's the thing at the start of the episode. Like, she brings up the therapy from last week, the right. the meat revelation, and he, like, doesn't remember it. He's like, oh, I yeah, my journal, right? I was supposed to... It was interesting. Yeah, my log, right? I mean, like, he's like AJ with the Robert Frost poem in that scene. We're just kind of like, yeah, can you just, like, tell me what that meant again? And I had I, a breakthrough. Yeah, I'm not doing any work for this, you know? I mean, like, uh, yeah. yeah, speaking of people who, like, uh, you know want to just take the easy way out like these mob guys he's kind mm-hmm. of like can you just just tell me give me the answers to therapy please and like just you know <laughs> yeah I, th- um, I think you're totally right and i think that um it is interesting though because melfi does it's it's a it's a, it's a it's an interesting synergy because melfi does finally see what everybody's talking about yeah you know she just sees that he's never going to come around and that he's not going to do it and yeah that, you know that he's alexithiamic which means that he like Therapy's never going to work on him because of actually like Richard explains alexithiamine really well, where he says like it, you know nothing's going to get in be, as long as it uh, you know puts in peril the straw house he's built in his head mm-hmm. you know around all of you know to shelter his base criminality and that's a really good mm-hmm. way of putting it because yep. basically like you know when uh, you know like it, it, at at the end of this season when they're they're talking about something and he immediately just like. He's like, oh, yeah, I know a guy like that. And and oh, like Melfi is describing something. I think that I think it's this season. But anyways, it kind of happens a lot where she's describing something terrible. And he's like, yeah, that is terrible. I know a guy like that. <laughs> but she's talking about him. And it's totally clear to us. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And it just yeah. like won't seep in. She's finally realizing that. Yeah. Um, but and that's why in many ways this is like this is such an interesting episode because it brings her back close to him. Mm hmm. And she has this need for him that he doesn't even know about. Exactly. So now it's like this sort of weird codependent relationship. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, worse than before. (laughs) Yeah, basically. So, you know, it's, uh, of course, a tragic 
thing to happen to bring it to that point. But they, the writers sure. did need to figure out what they were going to do. It's like, otherwise, you know, why would she stick around at a certain point? They, 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 yeah. It'd be weird if they brought in like a new therapist. If you did go to the CBT thing, you know, like that would have been kind of strange. Yeah. Or like, maybe the, interesting. Or like the cowboy therapist mm, that from yeah. season two. Right. <laughs> bring him back all of a sudden. He's like calling therapists and he's like, you haven't seen Analyze This, have you? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, everyone has. It's an American classic. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, all right. So speaking of, you know, decisions about mob related business, we get the Oh yeah. We get uh, a little bit of Ralphie and a little bit of Jackie uh in this episode. Little Lord Fuckpants, as it were. Oh, um gotta love him. Yeah. And so their first or second scene together kind of mm-hmm. presents this dilemma immediately, you know, like Tony and you know, obviously Rosalie and all the other adults in the show are at least pretending that they don't want Jackie to have any part of this whole mafia business. Yeah, they, 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 they're not condoning it to him. Right. But, you know, he we know that he doesn't want to work hard in school. He wants the answers given to him. He doesn't want to doesn't doesn't want to go through pre-med and all that all that other stuff. And so when Ralphie brings him to this thing and they beat the shit out of this guy and he just gets handed a wad of money, it's like there's the choice and you're just making it right now. Like, right. That's the, Oh, this, Oh, this came so easily to me. I just have to show up and, and throw a guy over a desk and look at this, you know? Yeah, like, and, and this is after they, they, they Rob Perez. And Hilton, that's right. You yeah. know, so, which, you know, I don't think we have a problem with right? robbing Perez Hilton. No, that's Perez cool. Hilton, <laughs> you know, he has plenty of money. I sure. Think. Yeah. But like, he's, this is, this is, you know, sort of two for two, but now he's got the guy who's the surrogate for his father, basically. Right. Yeah. Who's in this, who's actually like, yeah, come along. Yeah. And he says to Tony later in the episode when Tony confronts him about this, uh, Ralph, that is, mm-hmm. uh, he says to Tony, you know, someone's got to show him how the real world works. Yeah. yeah. It's like, but no, th- th- this isn't, though. Like, right. But it is to them. It is to them. Yeah. Yeah. They just they just don't see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I mean, Tony kind of sees it. But like, you know, uh, but uh, Joey Pants. He's he's he thinks that this is it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and we find out that he like raised his his brothers because his parents died or some shit. You know? Right. Like, yeah. So you know, it, it's a weird scene. There's a lot wrong with Ralphie that we'll get to. There's a, yeah. There's quite a bit. Of it, but it's it, yeah. And on top of that, it is a weird scene. Like I think he's like partly showing off uh, mm-hmm. to Jackie and oh sure and trying to just be like I'm the new dad now because and he I'm can't get through now. to him at the restaurant. Right. You yeah. know, it's like it's like he's he wants to go spar at the gym right. with his pal which <laughs> at is really night weird. after a heavy Italian dinner. Like I. Uh, I know, like if I have like a pasta and like even a little bit of red wine, I'm done for like the week. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Right, I'm taking like, off. Well, I guess I can't go to the gym <laughs> now. Yeah, um, but, but it's not working. You know, Ralph mm. is trying to, you know, he's trying to be prudent and he's doing it like in kind of a very proper sort of way. Mm-hmm. You know, he's saying, "Hey, look, this is, you know, there are these things." Like, I'm trying to do this. Like, what's up with you? You know, and he's like trying to bring stuff up to get a rise out of him, like Meadow Soprano and all that yeah. stuff. And like, it's just none of it's working. Yeah. And I, I forgot that Ralphie kind of instigates the the Jackie Meadow thing, which is kind of funny in well, a weird it, way. It makes sense, though, because um, I mean, he doesn't really instigate. He no, he doesn't. Out, but, but like, it's still, you know, but it's also like, you know. Ralphie totally starts, I mean, in T-minus, like, what, one or two episodes, he's going to be banging someone Meadow's age. Yes. You know, and, yeah. like, so, yeah, he's he's certainly noticing Meadow as well. He is, and then there's maybe the element of it where it's kind of like, 
you know, like Ralphie considers himself an April now. If his like mm-hmm. stepson were were to marry the boss's daughter, like that looks pretty good. Of course you know? it does. Yeah. Um. I mean, we if we find out not too long after that his his charm isn't exactly working on Tony because he gets passed over for Gigi. Yeah. And 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 this is like this is o for two in terms of like meetings that we've seen Tony have with Ralphie where. Yeah. He's like, he's like, well, no, you're not, you're not a captain. Yeah. And, you know, shut the fuck up about it, basically. <laughs> yeah. But uh, he's a pretty, for, for everything wrong with him, he's a pretty smart guy, Ralphie. And, he's really uh, smart. And he's a, he's a top earner. Yeah. And this is the irony of it, because like we talk about all the time how the bottom line speaks loudest. Yeah. But for some reason it doesn't with Ralphie. There's something that, that Tony really hates about Ralphie. Yeah, well, I mean, it's funny because Tony says at one point, like... He hasn't even killed a stripper yet. <laughs> right, not <laughs> yet, know? that we know of. <laughs> yeah, exactly, um, wow. But, you know, there's, there's Tony says, like, I, you know, I sympathize, like, I have my problems too. Like, it's kind of interesting that they were able to create this character who's, like, kind of Tony's equal as far as smarts go, and mm-hmm. then also uh, someone, like, like Tony can relate to like Tony couldn't relate to like Richie just being like off the wall fucking like old school crazy right but, like <laughs> yeah, someone exactly. his age like who's you know re- like just, they came up around the same time yeah yeah that's we'll find that out too but also like Ralphie's like playing the game you know like like Tony acts like he's mad about him pairing up with Joe Brooklyn or, or whatever he said I'm not yeah, sure yeah. If we even really heard about that sure but but Ralphie's just like oh I, I figured if I was bringing in you more money that would like that you would look past that you know like mm-hmm. um yeah, so Ralphie's really no dummy at all. He's, for some reason, he's not being made captain. Tony doesn't trust him, you know? Yeah. Um, Tony wants one of his own guys with the April crew. Right. Um, and for good reason, you know? Like, we like after after Gigi kicks the bucket uh, on the bucket, mm-hmm. um, he, uh, you know, Ralphie starts, you know, pissing in their ears, telling Eugene and Vito about, like, you know, how he's unhappy with Tony and yeah. blah, 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 and, like, all this shit. So Tony's not wrong about any of this. He's not, but I, I would still think that Ralphie's probably like the most capable, you know, in a, in a, in a get it done however you can kind of way. Yeah, he, all, he he definitely seems like one of those pieces of manpower that could use a little nourishment, yeah, you know, or a little a, like a little encouragement goes a long way with a dude like that. I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We, we were just talking about. I mean, we've talked about this a lot because we're like always working for different people, yeah, like, as freelancers yeah. and stuff like that. But like, there are good ways to manage and not good ways to manage. Yeah, and, like constant negativity like doesn't help you know right. and i feel like tony is making sort of a tactical error a rare tactical error with ralph yeah in that he's like you know he's he's not acknowledging the fact that ralphie's earning his ass off which is totally true and, right. and ralphie will continue to yeah you know I, I, until uh he joins the special forces right yeah yeah in another special episode a very special episode yeah um and 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 so speaking of spies and all that kind of stuff i mean uh we johnny sack moves to jersey tony i think is right to be a little skeptical of that right i mean it's it's weird it's a little weird yeah but it's also just like you know like like we've lived in new york for a while i could totally see myself moving to jersey oh no me too i know as like just a person as a regular and they're people like we can't forget that they're in the mafia but it's a job in the city that he has to commute to yeah but it's it's like it's like if i'm if i'm like an an, if i'm like a starting point guard for the knicks 
is it cool for me to move to New Jersey? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's like the dilemma that they find themselves yeah, in. Yeah, right. You know? Well, I mean, it, it beyond that, though, it's like, you know, it's, I think the real problem there is like, oh, if suddenly Johnny Sack, like, meets a business owner in, in New Jersey that, like, is willing to, to do business with the mafia, like, now that that's New York's, you know what I mean? Like, he's, I think he's more worried about the money spreading uh, out. Well, yeah, sure. And, and sure. all being funneled back to New York. But, um... Yeah, interesting. We, I'm 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 really excited about uh, where we're going with Johnny Sack. Like, I'm glad he's stepping up this I, year. I love that we're getting more Johnny. Me too. Yeah, he's one of my favorite characters. Yeah. He's so funny, and Ginny's hilarious. I know. Yeah, this is our first time meeting her too. Yeah, and, I, uh, I, I was reading about uh, about her, and apparently she answered an open casting call and had never been an actress ever that's, before. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. She's and she's perfect. And I mean, talk about like it's it's. It, they must have paid well because it, that's a brutal role. She's gonna get made. <laughs> she's gonna get made fun of an awful lot. I know. Oh my this god. Yeah. And we, we got um, some good jokes in this one, but uh, oh we'll god, get a great I, one next year. For honestly, sure. like I can't repeat those jokes. Yeah. They're like th- those are like <laughs> because we forget. Them. Those are almost as hard for me to listen to as the rape scene. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they're it's, good. It's so mean. That's a person. You know, oh, like, man. But uh, but I do. Lo- I do really like the you know the when she goes camping, the bears have to hide their food. <laughs> This is so such a good burn. They're, they're, yeah, they're clever. Um, <laughs> but Johnny, I love Johnny because he's, speaking of equals, he's one of the, uh, he, he's, he probably is Tony's real true equal. Right? He, I mean, is he's Tony, like, he is Tony's counterpart and yeah. they get along super fucking they well. Do. They work very well together. And yes. they'll continue to, better than Carmine, you know? Yeah, that's for sure. Um, but uh, it, we still get this this kind of idea that maybe he's a little bit of a snake, you know, like what's he doing here? Why didn't he mention it? What's going on? Well, he knew uh, there was a, like some weird issue with it. You know, there definitely I mean? was. Yeah. And so, and, and then Tony sees him and Ralphie kind of talking, which I know doesn't really go too far, but still like, I right. think Ralphie will kind of use his New York connections a little bit here and there. He will. And, and so will Paul. I mean, like, yeah. like, like Johnny definitely does stick his beacon. He does. Yeah. It's it, Tony never of, really finds out, but does he? No, I guess not. No. Well, I mean, no, not the poly joke thing. No, he doesn't. But um, the, well, the poly joke, and then also just how like you know Johnny Sack kind of butters Polly up for a really long time. I don't think he finds out about that. that. Yeah, yeah. And, but there's plenty of other instances where like you know they're it's it is problematic regardless. You know, right? No, completely. Yeah. I agree. And and I I just like the idea of Johnny Sack in New Jersey just hanging out more. Me too. Yeah. He just shows up at the Bing. Yeah, I know. I do love that scene. He calls him just fucking illiterates. Yeah, he's <laughs> fucking, fucking illiterates. <laughs> Um, but he, but he's he calls him illiterate, and then he's like, "It's on the TV. You can't see it." It's like that's not that's not what illiterate not the means. Same thing. <laughs> uh, that's great. Yeah, I'm excited to have him around. And you know, I was thinking about like the reason I think season three is so great is like there's such a good balance of like outside of the mob world, mm-hmm. but then also like this kind of stuff. Like this is interesting mob stuff to me. Like the yeah. just the little ins and outs, like like literally just where where someone lives and the politics of that is much more interesting to me right. than just like who are we going to kill this episode like i love the little ins and outs we get like how people get made captain how they get promoted like well, it's and, all the, and this is and this is what you get once you get past this like okay well like what makes this tick mm-hmm. what makes this go you know yeah. what i mean and it's like okay well money goes up shit comes down right. people are going to die at some point okay so what do we do in between you yeah, know what i mean yeah. we get the nuts and bolts of it you know we don't need to go back on that like a trillion times right you know what i mean yeah and we don't. It's really cool, you know? There's room to tell a lot of different types of stories here. Uh, yeah. and, and we don't need the nuts and bolts like, you know, like cracking heads on the, on the street corner, you know, right. like yeah. story a million times. Exactly. It's it's kind of actually now that you're just saying it like that, like it, that's like an answer to Richard's complaints in a, in a weird way. It's mm-hmm. like, actually, it's not, this show isn't uh, glorifying the mob in any way, really. It's actually more about like, 
how how mundane it is and just like this like really annoying shit that they have to put up with. Yeah. Um and uh and then even still I feel like they do when they do do the cracking head scenes, they really earn them, I think, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um so yeah. Or so, it ties into something. You know? It does, exactly. Um we didn't mention uh so Ralphie got passed over. We talked about that. We didn't mention we didn't talk about Janice too much. Yeah, well, there's more to this coming, but um she's looking for the lost Dutchman's gold. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's one of my favorite moments it's like because Janice once again her timing is perfect she gets all of this negative energy that Tony's storing up about other shit mm -hmm. and he just hits her like a ton of bricks you know what I mean <laughs> yeah and his reaction like, there just the, oh Janice <laughs> like oh, it's Janice. just comic gold I, well um, I also love the the, the jerk off right, side, yeah. the, the, the cleaning up the cellar <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's really good yeah I mean so Janice there I think like it's, it's supposed to be a comparison to Melfi and like yeah. you know what would happen there um, and then, but even she, this whole like finding the Lord thing, which we'll explore more coming up, which is going to make for some of the funniest moments of the whole series right. with her narcoleptic boyfriend who we're about to meet. Um, you know, <laughs> dude, I, it, this show just keeps getting better. And it better. does. Yeah. Um, but it's another like exploration of that. I think a little bit, she has this moment happen to her and then suddenly she's found her thing. Like, like Tony at the beginning being like, yeah, yeah. Breakthroughs, whatever. I have one of those. Like this is another one of those for her i think you totally know, false breakthrough and i love her dealing with this russian like foot soldier dude it's, whatever yeah. you want to call yeah. it <laughs> dude it's so funny the way that the way that this dude just talks shit to her like the whole time yeah and he's like repent on yourself yeah fuck you you are callous you know because it, well she is she is like <laughs> what she's doing to this poor svetlana know. you know what i mean like and like tony doesn't have any problem with these people you know, yeah, like he doesn't know, give a right. shit. He's like, I don't want to do this. Come on, right? You know, and like it's it's and it's so low level. We're gonna find out. He goes to like find out who this dude is later on in the very special Christmas episode, right? And he asks his like Russian buddy, and they're like, Oh yeah, totally. Like let's fuck this dude up. Like it's like so. It's like, it's like God damn it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like they're it's just like stuff that they both know has to happen, right? And Janice is just like creating work for people. Exactly. That's yeah. pretty much her MO all the way through. But I love that she kept the leg at a bowling alley. <laughs> like it took me like a few viewings of this episode to catch that like because like it's it's a weird cut. Like it goes from something to like right when it cuts to them, you hear like pins falling. Oh, yeah. Strike sound. Right. And right, I'm right. Like, Are they in a bowling alley? Yeah. Like, what, what a sight to see like someone walking in with two very working legs holding a <laughs> holding a fake uh, prosthetic leg and then leaving it up it. and then not coming back for weeks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bizarre. And then coming back with two guys who like are clearly like threatening her. Yeah. To bring it back. One like bond henchman and then one just a <laughs> big dude. Like, one cab jacket. driver. Yeah. Um. So classic episode. This is definitely one of the more memorable. I think even if you don't love the episode, like there's no way you don't remember it. And uh, well, because I mean, it sets so much in motion, and and it and it changes so much the yeah. way the characters see each other. Right. Uh, Tony and Melfi are kind of it, it, she's gone there in her mind. Right. She's right. no longer even if it's just in her head, like you know, uh, above it all. Right. She's she's gone there in her mind. She's oh, considered yeah. it. Yeah. And. Um, it, that brought her closer to him. I Not guess just so, as a yeah. security thing, but also just, I think, on an ideological level. She's, like, seeing the function of this. That's a great point, actually. We'll have to way. watch to see if that, how much that affects, you know, her therapy over the next couple of weeks. I, I didn't even think of it that way, but yeah, that's yeah. a great point. Yeah, totally. I mean, and, and but I think that, I think that, I think this does a lot for her. It's, mm -hmm. it's uh, I mean, it's certainly a tragedy, but there's a lot 
uh, to work with. Because I think you're right. There wasn't much going on with Melfi. They were the therapy wasn't really going anywhere. Yeah, she was really ready to to you know give him the boot. Yeah, <laughs> I really like that. Yeah, but uh, you know, next week we've got oh, gosh another humdinger, huh? We do. Yeah, uh, yeah, and some James Taylor vibes, which I'm really thankful for. <laughs> you know? Season three really is just the best. I, th- I I think it is. I mean, especially now watching it now, I'm just yeah, this is a great season. Well, let's just do it again once we're done. <laughs> you know, yeah. we're just gonna start, start season right three over. right over again. That sounds good to me. And we'll just do it a few times to yeah. see. And once you think we've gotten it right, then we'll move on to season four. Yeah. Same Someday. Drill. We don't have to, though. No pressure. No pressure no, at all. No pressure. Uh, all right. So I think that wraps it up for Employee of the Month. We'll be back. Actually, uh, we'll see about next week because I'm away. <laughs> so we have to figure that out. Uh-oh. We'll tweet out this week and figure something out about next week. And until then, I believe that there is an anti- Anti-Defamation League podcast yes. that you can check out. Yeah. Uh, inform yourselves. Yeah. Uh, ignorance is ignorance. Yep. Uh, Sopranos is fiction. There you go. <laughs> We think. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Um, so when we are back, we'll we'll talk about uh, Bacala Sr. And that'll be fun and oh, bloody. And, boy, uh, it's and, uh, another toothpick. Yep. All right. So uh, as always, thanks for listening. Um, for our Twitter info, go back and listen to an old episode. And um, <laughs> I, I usually say it at the end. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, no, we're at no fucking ZD. Subscribe on iTunes, etc. So that's that. Thank you. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Bye.